Welcome to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series. This podcast presents topical global business stories that affect Bermuda. Series host Shivani Sepp interviews business leaders and experts in finance, insurance, reinsurance, risk, accounting, and other business services. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the RG Navigate Business Series podcast. I'm Shivani Sate and I'm your host. Today's topic is ESG, environmental, social and governance. My guest today I'd like to welcome is Steve Weinstein. He's the BDA chairman as well as the chair of BIOS. Thank you for having me today. So Steve, a lot to talk about today. Uh, We find ourselves living in an increasingly volatile and uncertain world where we are faced with new and emerging risks such as climate risk, pandemic risk, cyber risk, brand and reputational risk, social and demographic risks, and even regulatory risks. With this backdrop, individuals and companies need to play their part to ensure a sustainable future. The way companies are addressing this change is through an ESG strategy. Could you please tell me um, to start with a little bit about your work at the BDA? What is the BDA's goal when it comes to ESG strategy and guidance and any new initiatives that you have? Thank you for highlighting this important topic. And it's as important or even more important than you just outlined. It's a real privilege for me to serve as chair of the BDA, the Bermuda Business Development Agency. Bermuda's unique and differentiated public-private partnership between government, the business community, and the broader business community to promote Bermuda's sustainable and equitable prosperity. We principally do that by telling the Bermuda story, inviting entrepreneurs, investors, and companies to invest in Bermuda, to bring jobs, capital, companies, expertise here, to partner with the market that we have, the community that we offer, and enhance their own strategies on the global stage. Across my career, which began three decades ago in and around Bermuda, Bermuda has always punched above its weight, played a bigger role on the global stage than our geographic footprint would suggest by leaning into innovation by uh, partnering with friends and communities around the world to help other communities solve their problems. Most importantly, Bermuda is known for helping our trading partners worldwide clothe the natural disaster insurance protection gap. The roots of the modern Bermuda reinsurance and insurance market, and indeed my own career, arise from Hurricane Andrew. And on the one hand, expected, on the other hand, surprising hurricane that landed in Florida north of Miami and disrupted not just the Florida market, but the entire North American insurance market. In the wake of that, capital and importantly expertise flowed to Bermuda to work in partnership with friends around the world to help the United States and indeed communities worldwide close the natural protection gap with capital but also with scientific expertise. That's the vision that we have in front of us for climate. We've done it before and we can do it again. Bermuda is without a doubt the best place in the world to fund, operate, organize, and domicile global business-to-businesses, tech-enabled financial services companies. That's a way to describe reinsurance, okay. which we'll always be strong at. <laughs> it's also a way to describe the numerous solutions that brilliant people are bringing together to close the climate risk uh, uh, gap, which has uh, been on the headlines. So if you didn't believe in climate risk a decade ago, that ship has sailed because we've seen the American West burning. Uh, we've seen yes. the increasing frequency and severity of storms. And whether investors, companies, and impl- importantly, young talent know that we all have to come together with an all-hands-on-deck to, to close it. Bermuda, once again, can play a disproportionate role on the world stage here. And our own ESG brand reinforces our attractiveness to talent and investors as we march into the new climate space. Sure. And 
you know, part of the BMA's 2022 business plan has been to integrate ESG into its regulation of the insurance industry, which is vital. So why do you feel that it's important for the BMA to be on top of ESG considerations? The BMA, of course, is the Bermuda Monetary Authority. Bermuda is globally respected, unified financial services regulator. From the dawn of the market I just described, Bermuda is cat-exposed, uh, sophisticated reinsurance business. The BMA has moved in lockstep growing its resources, its expertise, and adopting frameworks that are respected worldwide to responsibly regulate and oversee complex financial risks, particularly climate-driven financial risks, in a way that has earned Bermuda market companies access to all the world's important markets. It's been thrilling and gratifying to see the BMA lean into oversight of climate risk, once again in a prudent, fit-for-purpose and sophisticated way that over time will be the envy of the world. The availability of just one regulator, and just one regulator, which is also outstanding, independent, robust, and nimble, to work with innovative entrepreneurs is an enormous competitive advantage of Bermuda. We were thrilled to see the BMA announce the launch of a climate desk. They have a lot of great people. They put many of their great people on their climate team. They've worked with their partners in industry to understand current risk in the Bermuda market and the markets that they serve, and to understand the strategies that Bermuda-based companies are deploying to work with their clients to close the climate protection gap. I think the BMA is very well positioned to play a leadership role in our market and the regulatory world, community worldwide, and but gives the BDA an opportunity to help tell their story as we attract more entrepreneurs in our diversifying verticals here to Bermuda. Okay, that's fantastic, and it's very important that they continue to do that. Um, so my next question really, what about the pressure from government and individuals? How will that influence the way in which comp companies implement their ESG strategy? Uh, how quickly will they do it? There was obviously the recent COP26 summit that was held in Glasgow. Do you feel it was a success? And really, what did it do for us here in Bermuda? How did it move the agenda forward? Let me break that into two. Uh, to begin with expressing a personal opinion, there is no turning back from the attention that stakeholders of all kinds, regulators, governments, investors, employees, business partners, well applied to understanding your climate risk. It's an early stage still in this market. There's an enormous diversity of uh, competing and overlapping and at times early stage frameworks to provide disclosure to the market, to partners, employees. Over time, that will settle. We will land over time on reasonably effective, reasonably comparable, reasonably sophisticated, reasonably fit for purpose, comparable frameworks. And I'll go out on a limb and suggest, actually, I think the expertise and sophistication at our BMA will play a big role in that process going forward. Okay. In respect of Glasgow, it seems like a long time ago, but it also seems like I just got back <laughs> from an extraordinarily successful COP from Bermuda's perspective. Um, if you followed COP, and I hope we all do, it is an important meeting where people come from around the world to try to work in partnership to close and address and mitigate and promote transition from climate risks. Formally, it is a meeting of the major parties, meaning the major governments. They sit, if you can envision this, in the middle of a series of concentric circles trying to make process with their fellow sovereign governments. Right. That is fraught with enormous complexity. There's been a lot of media commentary on what did and did not happen in the inner circle, that sovereign government um, uh, process at COP. Outside of that one inner ring, enormous progress was made, and that's where we were. It was a thrill to help fly Bermuda's flag, to support Bermuda's government, as uh, they did a marvelous job telling our ESG and our climate risk and our resilience strategy and to meet people who need to know more about Bermuda than they do. Our story was so welcomed, so exciting, and so inspirational, the people that we took it to. There was no one at COP that we shouldn't try to meet. Okay. Uh, I encourage uh, the BDA and other friends of Bermuda to attend in the future. Our f 
four centuries of environmental and conservation leadership and stewardship, our half a century of promoting financial services solutions that relate to natural disaster, climate-driven risks, and our openness and frameworks and sophistication to the new vertical of climate solutions, and importantly, our commitment and culture of collaboration and partnership are, A, enormously success, uh, important success factors, and B, extremely well welcomed by the uh, people and leaders and investors that we met. So I left COP excited, excited for the progress that investors and companies and universities want to make, and the I'm going to choose to believe in the probability that collectively we do so. And also such a huge summit. It's amazing from what you're telling me. It seems like Bermuda's definitely on that map. We're definitely at the forefront. We're certainly not at the back of a, a strategy or people thinking we're trailing behind and trying to still figure out what we're doing. Certainly what you describe is, is incredible. At the BDA, we believe two things can be simultaneously true. You're exactly right. We are leaders. We're at the forefront. We're open to innovation. We're open to partnership. At the same time, if you don't tell your story, people don't know your story. Sure. And the best way you tell your story is to engage on podcasts like this okay. and uh, to get into other channels where you have to meet people where they want to be met, yes. whether it's online or at a meeting in Glasgow or at a meeting in San Francisco. We'll be soon in partnership with the Bermuda government. Okay. But we also want to put Bermuda on the map itself. We're thrilled at the BDA to be launching this year in May, the first of what we hope will be an annual event, dare I say it, an annual Davos for Climate here in Bermuda. Yes. That'll be May 24. We are coming out of COVID and our COVID framework, so we have attendance restrictions, but we'll have a robust invite-only population of experts, investors, business leaders, government officials coming to Bermuda okay. to share their expertise, to move forward in a spirit of partnership. Uh, I hope people come for our one-day conference and stay for the week. So yes. uh, look out for more news about that. We want this year to be a success because we need to make progress this year. And from a Bermuda perspective, success this year will help us launch this annual event, which we aspire to have become an important part of the annual calendar for the global climate movement. We're really excited and grateful for everyone who's been supporting our efforts so far. It certainly looks like it's got some amazing speakers already. So if I could pull you away a little bit, and if I look at ESG from the lens of an investor... So ESG is investing is growing exponential, exponential, <laughs> exponentially. Sorry, third time lucky. Um, statistics taken from MSCI state that over the next two to three decades, the millennial generation is expected to direct between 15 trillion and 20 trillion into US domiciled ESG investments, a figure which I was shocked to hear, which will roughly double the size of the US equity market. So as we've just discussed, many companies are now placing ESG at the core of their company's strategy, their identity and their culture. How do you feel that the investment landscape could or will change? You're exactly right. Those are, that is the, the most important mega trend in global investing, both consumer and retail investing and institutional investing. This new focus, this new allocation of capital on term, that's being labeled ESG. So let's pull back a second. If people aren't living in this world, I know you're passionate about it. Okay. <laughs> ESG, environmental, social governance. This is a fortuitous development. They're important because they are important. They're important for business strategies, for investment profitability, for businesses and communities. Um, happily, Bermuda exhibits leaderships in respect of every tranche. Okay. Uh, if you can be licensed in Bermuda, you have to embrace our blue chip, globally recognized standards. Part of that is very high levels of compliance and transparency and also mm -hmm. governance. If you're suitable to operate from here, you will show the world that you meet high governance standards. And our business culture is dominated in the international business space by companies who are public, 
listed on the London or New York stocks, uh, Stock Exchange or other major trading exchanges like our own Bermuda Exchange and have an additional level of governance and transparency commitments. We, we can be very proud of our governance standards. I'm delighted to tell investors around the world in respect of S, Bermuda has challenges, but we embrace those challenges and try to deal with them as a community. I have done marvelously well across my, my own career investing in Bermuda and Bermudians. When you do, you will build out your human talent and diversify, improve your DI scores. And we've already talked about Bermuda's environmental yes. leadership. If you set up shop on our beautiful island, that with the beneficiary of four centuries of conservation stewardship, Bermuda had the first conservation statute in the Western world in the first decades of the 17th century. You are riding in the wake of our community, our population's commitment to conservation, and it will physically manifest and reinforce your own business strategy. Yes. Uh, I think we have a great story to tell, and I'm uh, privileged be, to be part of telling it. No, definitely. It'll be interesting to see how these companies change their landscapes over time. Um, through my research for today's podcast, actually, uh, I note that one method of analysing a company's investment portfolio and eliminating companies that have a lower rated ESG is to use indexes from companies such as MSCI. My question is, having spoken to different companies, different organisations, is surely for the larger companies, ESG will be more about a transition. You, you surely can't just stop doing business today and decide, you know, a certain company isn't currently green do you feel that companies will be given a deadline to change or improve their policies? It's impossible to predict uh, two aspects of an answer to that question, exactly when relevant government deadlines will or will not happen, and exactly when major investors will impose with teeth meaningful deadlines. What I can tell you for sure is that investors want to absorb in some way that's relevant to them meaningful ESG information and have it be comparative. Okay. What's important is to allocate capital to strategies that are less risky, Yes. in terms of climate risk, into strategies that are uh, uh, more promising on a comparative basis. And I think companies in the market, readers of financial statements and disclosures, will navigate their way towards just that. Reasonably robust, reasonably comparable, reasonably accurate, directional statements that are comparable. Um, you mentioned as well the equity markets. That is extremely relevant for equity markets. It's also relevant for sovereigns. Uh, people who particularly issue and, and buy sovereign debt linked to the short term in many cases, but also longer duration risks of a jurisdiction. How can they support their interest? Uh, there are jurisdictions on, on coasts, on rivers, in places that burn, in places that shake from seismic events. And I'm optimistic that we'll also see more robust frameworks to help investors understand particularly the longer duration risks and particularly climate-driven risks in their fixed income portfolios. Uh, okay. Part of that is the not just the type of quantitative indices that are out in the market, but I think robust and sophisticated frameworks to provide narrative disclosure, qualitative disclosure about your strategy and your risk managements. Right. I've been a supporter of and a participant in the Climate for Task Force disclosure frameworks. I recommend reading that, particularly if you have a long weekend. <laughs> in the sovereign debt space, all of the major rating agencies have smart people doing good work here. I've been uh, particularly impressed by Kroll Bond Rating Agency, who put out a really sophisticated framework and looking okay. at real drivers whether a particular issuer is going to be more resilient or perhaps somewhat less and where they have opportunities to uh, improve. Over time, I think these things will converge, but we're still on the journey in that direction. Yes. So, you know, you've talked a lot about how we are very much, when I say we, Bermuda, um, at the very much at the forefront of ESG. I suppose if I asked you, you know, what is Bermuda's competitive advantage over, jurisdiction, over other jurisdictions in implementing a sound ESG strategy, what would your answer be? 
I'd start with our, our culture and commitment to conservation. At the BDA, we were thrilled around last year's Earth Day to see the Premier and members of Cabinet unleash a series of inspiring and important announcements about our commitments to restore our endemic environment, to protect it, to reduce our emissions, to move towards net zero over time. Uh, we saw just this week the launch of electric buses, which are in line with those commitments. Yes. Uh, we've been thrilled to see the Deputy Premier, Minister Robin, and his agency get to work, uh, work hard to reach out to partners, to work locally to, to pursue those initiatives. And the Ministry and Finance and other bodies which have been telling our financial story in fulfilling our financial promises to be a perfect home, an ideal platform for innovation in the space, yes. is all part of that narrative. Um, it all comes back to our people. Uh, uh, for four centuries, we've been protecting the environment. For half a century, we've been helping people innovate for financial solutions. And our track record in natural disaster, climate-driven reinsurance, is something that investors and entrepreneurs can see as proof of case why our platform can be an ideal platform for their strategies. We will tell our story to them so that they're aware of that. And when they understand that information, they'll see how promising Bermuda can be for their companies, their people, and the people that they will hire from within our community and train up in these exciting new spaces. It's an exciting time. It's definitely exciting. Everything that you're telling me today, actually, I feel incredibly proud and excited about the future of Bermuda. We have so much, there's so many things to attract companies to Bermuda, and this is fantastic. Bermuda's not beautiful by accident. It's... <laughs> it's uh, since 1609, it's been beautiful because Bermudians have cared about keeping it beautiful. Yes. Uh, we have a culture of innovation and expertise and enormous human capital, not by accident, but because Bermudians care about their future, have invested in education, provide opportunities for people to grow. In and they work hard to get, we work hard together. And we work hard together. We're big enough to be relevant on the world stage and small enough to row in the same direction. It really okay. is one of our amazing strengths. Great phrase. So... ESG, tell me, what, what would you, is there one that's more important, the E, the S, or the G? They're all important. <laughs> okay. I think the thing that whether you're an executive or a member of a team at a company or a, a part of a team for a sovereign, a, 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 a national or state or island territory or, or, or city trying to be more resilient, you have to identify the risks that are most relevant to you. And in the case of a business, the strategic and business opportunities that are most relevant. But I will say you can't ignore any of them. Okay. Uh, it's a unified system. Things tend to correlate. And companies that have cultures of transparency and action and uh, data-driven results and, and are willing to tell the truth to themselves and their team and their partners uh, will be best suited to grapple with every element of ESG. Okay. So, you know, in summary, the ESG strategies that companies will implement will certainly have a huge impact on society. Um, they'll need to be well-defined and followed through to help support the global sustainability challenge that we are faced with. Would you, do you have any last words for Bermuda? I'm going to offer two last words. First, okay. let's be proud of all that we've accomplished. Again, to preserve our, our infrastructure, to train our, our human capital so that we are, again, without a doubt, the best platform in the world for investors and companies and homegrown companies looking to invest in this space. And let's march into the future together. We have okay. enormous risks. We're all aware of them, I hope. I think the time of denying the challenges that we face is, is behind us. But the flip side of risk is opportunity. Bermuda has always risen to new opportunities, has always been able to innovate. Our platform, our culture, our regulatory framework are all going to stand us in good stead as we link out, invite people to come partner with us, invite young Bermudians to pick up skills and experience and knowledge in the space. I think we will look back and 20, 30, 40 years, and individually and collectively be very proud of the role we've played, helping communities around, around the world get more resilient, 
Apple have provided more interesting and inspiring, exciting and inspiring and diverse career opportunities for Bermudians. And uh, I, I'm going to predict now, I think we'll be very proud of what we do together in the space. Thank you. I'd like to thank my guest today, Steve Weinstein, for coming on to, to have a chat with us, the chairman of the BDA and the chair of BIOS. I have been your host, Shivani Sait. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series with host Shivani Seth. Check the Royal Gazette for the next episode. Thank you for listening.